you've taken your first step into a larger world. The Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker. Now, here are your hosts, Calvin, Andy, and Wyatt. Hello there. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a chronological journey through from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker, one story at a time from the eyes of a newcomer. I'm Calvin. I have seen a lot of Star Wars. Including, including, I just, um, we are recording this, sorry, Wyatt, this morning, or this afternoon, like 10 minutes ago, I was on the sub, I was on the train home, and I finished up Jedi Battle Scars, and we are recording this on the Friday after it was released, so I have thoughts about that book. It's a fucking gay I'm still book. Wyatt, and I've read, or I've seen a lot of Star Wars, haven't read a lot of Star Wars recently, but I have also seen gay things about that book on Twitter. My name is Andy. I've seen, I've seen, a, I, I'm trying to think of like what it was I decided I was saying. I feel like I'm switching it up every time. Um, okay, so I want to tell you guys the story of something that happened to me today. I, so I work as a substitute teacher. I was in class with a group of seniors and they started talking about Star Wars. And one of them was like, oh, did you like episode nine? I didn't like how it ended. And one person was like, yeah, I didn't like how, and I went, no. I screamed. I screamed and covered my ears. And I went, spoilers. And they were like, this movie came out like three years ago. And I was like, hi, everybody. And I had to then explain my insane reaction to them by giving them like the pitch for the podcast. Um, you had to explain to so did we gain te- some. You had to explain to Zoomers. Wait. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. Um, Huh. Some some 18 year olds are listening to our podcast. We are yes. E for explicit, but uh, I, f- I feel like a, you know, 17, 18 year old is school. fine. Yeah. Do you know how many swears I was saying in my senior year? I mean, like I was making sex jokes when I was a freshman in high school, but like, you know, not everyone is me. Not so. everyone's an overachiever, Calvin. Well, I'm glad that we got some new listeners from uh, good old CNY. <laughs> it was just fun. It was just such a like insane I I was crazy, you guys. I wish you could have seen the look in my eyes. I wish I could have seen the look in my eyes because I <laughs> I was. I mean, it would have yeah. been it would have been hilarious if they had managed to spoil you on Rise of Skywalker of all things. Years years before we'll get to it, I know. you honestly would like, forget about it at this point. Yeah, you forget every you forget all the spoilers. Yeah, Wait, I forget there- things that I watched that week. Yeah, so. Um, to be fair, but yeah, so, but they didn't spoil anything because I was like, I refuse. Um, like you can talk about Star Wars, but you can only talk about things that have happened Rebel season one and prior. Yeah. I like started <laughs> listening to to music very loudly in my headphones because I was like, I don't want to know. That's um, amazing. Uh, true, true dedication. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you guys. Um, this is another pitch for Andy to play Fallen Order. Um, and then read Jedi Battle Scars. No, we forget Battle okay, Scars. We I have shit money. to discuss. I know we're not gonna. The amount of we're, we're not gonna discuss the bad badge. Battle Scars. Uh, gotcha. Oh yeah, but also I mean like the amount of gay panic that this character goes through is so fun. Um. Anyway, 
I've who, seen the tweets. Who is nominated for a D&D class this week? This was pretty stressful. I, I've really been thinking about it. Like, who deserves it? Is it the Zillow Beast? I don't know. The Z- like whatever who? the biggest class of monster in D&D is, the Zillow is that. Yeah. I feel like the Zillow Beast is like that creature that you fight in like your first, like, or one of your, it's like your first like boss battle in D&D, but it ends up being just like very chill and you fall in love with it. Not fall in love, but it becomes like your pet. I want the Zillow Beast as my <laughs> Romancing the Zillow. I <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. so, and the, the original Zillow was like a, a poor, or like a misunderstood creature driven to rage by the machinations of the eventual emperor so we were we were kind of on the zillow's side as it was wrecking shit i am fascinated with this one we'll get that to that when we get into the episode but that's my thing yeah and so so that's my thing is i really like the like the original zillow beast i was really sad when it was uh kaput so i'm i'm interested in this in its baby i guess I mean, it is, I guess, technically a clone. Yeah. So, wonder if it's like altered or not. So, I mean, yeah. Um, this week on First Steps, Star Wars. So, so I mean, we, we're just discussing that the, that the Zillow Beast is a boss. So, it's your first boss, boss in D and D. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and it honestly <laughs> yeah, kind sorry, of fits, given where it, given where it came in Clone Wars, it was such an early sort of thing it it ended up being a footnote and now we're we're talking about it in the year 2023 (laughs) yeah so this week i haven't recovered from going insane earlier in the pot earlier in this season about the zillow beast i've been thinking about this for months yeah i know so guys i feel like we're three for three like i feel like this was one of our but this was less of an Andy one, and this was like a collective uh, first step. Also, I want to say that I predicted that Metamorphosis was going to be the Zillow Beast episode, like yes. way back when, Calvin, when you got the it. titles came out. Because yeah. when we first started, and we did it on the air one time where we were like, we were discussing which one would be the Zillow episode. Yeah. And I, I think you were, I was curious whether it would be a like, sort of shake up episode or even maybe a crosshair episode, but it was always going to be the yeah. Zillow Charles on Gold Squadron has been making um, Kafka jokes for weeks now um, because the title of the Kafka story is Metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. So he was like, Ah, it's going to be a crosshair episode where. Oh, no, Kafka. Franz Kafka. No? Yes. Yeah, it's Franz Kafka. Franz Kafka. Franz Kafka. Yeah. It is Franz Kafka. I know. I know who the man is. I just misheard you. Yeah. It's like (laughs) coffee jokes. What is that? Dude, who went? That's our thing. Yeah. That is our thing. That used to be our thing. Guys, I put in my two weeks notice today. <gasps> Good for you. Yeah. Nice. Because I am moving to go to grad school. Yay. Uh, so that is fun. Uh, so this week on First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, we watch season two, episodes 11 and 12, Metamorphosis and the Outpost. Woo-hoo! Wow. Bangers. What a couple of Bangers. episodes. Bangers. I, um, so... Metamorphosis. I haven't watched The Mandalorian because I've just been too consumed with Bad Batch oh. hype. I haven't either. Yes. Ha. We are <laughs> united in this, Andy. <laughs> we, yeah. I have seen it and I 
It's not even me being I, a hater. I've no, just no, like been no, prioritizing. I, I, I really liked this past episode of Mandalorian. I will say, I obviously can't. I just, I really I've heard good things. It. Metamorphosis. We open on a blazing sh- on a fl- on a flaming ship hurtling through space. Um, we open on the ship whole like completely just the ship from Alien. Is it the ship? I know that the whole movie. No, was uh, but just the vibes, the oh, the, the yeah. whole thing. Well, either way, it's in space and it's on fire because we get several shots of just like clones in commando armor running through. God, my cat's trying to get in, uh, running through the ship and one gets eaten by something. And we get some more shots of like the ship is in ruins and stuff. And it is it's it's wild. The only thing I was going to say is that I feel like since they brought back Clone Wars for season seven, they've mastered really bad vibes. Yeah. In oh, that's such animation. a good way of putting it. Like, the kind of like where the bad vibes kick in and I go, hell yeah, but like still, uh, it's not, you're not comfortable. Um, and it's easy to like, I don't know, Monster Eats Guy has been done a million times. So it's sometimes hard to keep the the suspense up or like make it interesting. But the synth music and the freaky ship, it was good. And uh, such a strong sometimes Bad Batch episodes sort of have a little soft start where they're just like, all right, we're reintroduced to the crew. They do a little banter. We find out what's up with the mission of the week. Nope. Guys are getting eaten on a fucked up ship. You are in it. And this episode is not going to let up. It ate the crew. Yeah, that, that was that was so. Oh we'll my get God. to that. So, we get yeah. to that moment, but yeah, wild. So yeah, then we got to of all places Mount Tantus, which I didn't think was going to show up until the finale. But hey, oh, no, I was here. shocked. I, and like such a like like this like the main portion of this episode is like so dark and scary that these scenes here at the beginning and at the end of Mount Tantus are just like so jarringly creepy i think this was always sort of the intention when in the books when they cooked up mount tantus in the 90s but the juxtaposition of the gorgeous planet and the fucked up empire stuff is very cool <laughs> the fucked up so uh i guess we meet our antagonist for the second half of the season at least uh dr hemlock and his he sort of looks like you Emery. de-yassified jeremy renner you de-yassified jeremy renner well like he you made him sharper so but yeah no i like i like meeting the scientists here yes yeah i also they answered they answered my I was lamenting recently that I really enjoyed the Kaminoan drama in season one um, with Lamasu and Nalase and the, their motivations around Omega. And it's back. They they did it for me very nicely. Yeah, that's <laughs> usually Andy say. influences Star Wars. And it's nice that when they did my thing. <laughs> I yeah, I really liked seeing Nala say. Obviously, he was more interested in like the stuff that happens later. But I like yeah, yeah her- I like the introduction of Nala say and uh, he he he. I really like that. It's sort of hard to emote while doing the Kaminoan 
I am very removed voice. But the actress who's played who plays Nala Say has been good at that since the Fives arc in Clone Wars. And so I really liked her line delivery when she's like, you destroyed my civilization. Of course, I'm moping in the cell. Well, I mean, she's been there since season one of Clone Wars. She was the one who was in uh, in Rookie or no, the Malevolence arc. She was in the Malevolence arc. Yeah. And she had and as a lot of things were in Clone Wars season one, her voice was super exaggerated. Yeah. And not really a, a character. Um, so it's super cool to see even Nala say get depth. Uh, even even still, I am now thinking about the gonna go Gaslight Fives tweet that I <laughs> sent last time. <laughs> That's so funny you say that. That's what I, th- I thought about it when watching this episode. I was like, Ugh, gotta go Gaslight Fives. Yeah. yeah. Twitter Twitter user Jay Bandos she, is an icon. <laughs> she girl bossed a little bit too close to the sun here. She really did. Nala say, I mean, she was, she was, you could argue she was one of the most important people in the Republic for a little bit. Doing her thing on Camino. Yeah. Well, I mean, but like, yeah. What do we think of Dr. Hemlock? He's hot. Besides his egregiously goofy name, total Star Wars. Wait, what's his actual assistant called? Now I'm curious. Emery. Her name is Emery. Or that one with the okay. goggles who has the yeah accent, the Kiwi yeah the, the the other New Zealander that's got the fan theories flying yeah I know I was like what I was like what 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 the New Zealand people accent? are pointing no, fingers I, and being like are you an are you an adult lady clone are you a clone are hey you have an accent are you a clone. <laughs> You have the clone accent. This was such a like, no, this was such like a pee my pants moment when I heard her talk. And then I was like, I need to set this aside and not make assumptions because I want to. Yeah, I can't. I can't go crazy. I wonder if people are reading too far into it in that in that scenario. But I I can see how it would be possible. I have a suspicion they might be, too. I think we're of the same mind here. Like Django. Yeah, well, had to have come from somewhere and have you know what I mean like his accent might just be like she might just be from well, yeah, the same place accents in Star Wars are complete nonsense uh, I think it's also that she is like of the right even though this is fraught on Bad Batch she is the right skin tone uh, to be an adult <laughs> I know, Django but- <laughs> clone I know they're, they're shit at it but yeah. she's a new model really- yeah oh yeah that's true yeah, and it's like the fact that she works in like cloning technology. Well, yeah, she's clearly got something going to on. Believe, yeah, it it just seems her, like a Dr. little bit Hemlock. too much of a coincidence for like the cloning lady to have a New Zealand accent. But actually, yeah, and I will something else in favor of this. I will wait till the very end of next episode. But I have another point in favor. Um. But yeah, no, I it's it was cool. To, it was super cool to see Mount Tantus. I was with Calvin. I didn't think we were seeing any of this sort of imperial cloning stuff until after, like, till a couple episodes to go till the finale. Uh, so it really was fun to just like, oh, we're like we're really in it this week. This is a this is appointment TV. A couple minutes in, guys. I do, am I supposed to know what Mount Tantus is? No. Okay, because you guys uh, so have referenced I, it. it is, yeah. So you it's an imperial cloning it. facility. It's it's an imperial cloning it facility in both it. legends and canon. Um, it was in it. It originates in a book from the '90s called uh, "Heir to the Empire," 
which was set after the original three movies. Um, and it was the first sort of big continuation of Star Wars in any way. It was a big su- success and helped uh, sort of pave the way for the expanded universe as it was then, but also for what would eventually be the the prequels. Like it was it showed that there was still money in Star Wars and George Lucas eventually gets gets around to figuring out the technology and the stories he wants to tell to be Phantom Menace. But between Return of the Jedi in 83 and Phantom Menace in 99, the biggest event in Star Wars was these books coming out in the 90s. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So in that book, that book is set after uh, the original trilogy movies. Um, so it's a little later in the timeline. But the idea of Mount Tantus, the Imperial cloning facility on the planet Wayland, existed in, at that point in the timeline in the old canon as well. It's been ported over to new stuff. Um, so it just like for the nerds that know this, it tells you what it is immediately, like what kind of stuff's going to be going on here. OK, um, I will say one thing from Legends that I believe is also going to be true in canon. It was a facility that was important to the emperor. Yeah, he stored a lot of like stuff there, a lot of like important yeah, like it was a it was more of a artifacts. storehouse. And then the cloning, the cloning came with another fella. Yeah, uh, who is I mean, also we don't, imported into canon. We can't talk okay. about that. We but don't cloning have to get canon? No, blue fella. Oh, okay. I was like, um, but yeah, I he mean, was like cloning folks for his army. I mean, like I've only read Heirs of the Empire once, but it seems I no, no, I know what you're talking about now. But like, I, it seems like it, it was more storehouse warehousey in Legends than now. It's kind of cloning facility it could be both there were multiple mountains there that had like things so it yeah, could it be is just like an imperial cooler. center it looks way cooler now than it used to it just used to be a mountain with some buildings dug into it but the sliced mountain yeah it's the coolest thing since sliced bread ha 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 i, I need to be joke, i need to be sir. stopped <laughs> i was laughed at my own joke before i said it i i, I have a problem um (laughs) um so we gotta we gotta get going yeah no i mean like hey i'm I'm prepared for for these to be heavy episodes um you know nala say is like we haven't had a heavy episode since uh rookies yeah oh fuck you (laughs) i've done it again uh okay i was like i'm confused but then i got the yeah so and the other thing is favorite clone um, but yeah, yeah, I know. That's why I said I finally I got it. It just took me a second. Yeah, I was like, because I was like, we've definitely had heavy episodes since rookies. But then I was like, no, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Um. So the other important uh revelation from the scene is that Lama Su is not dead, but in imperial custody, and we were wrong about that i distinctly remember us being like oh i guess they just closed the door and shot him to keep there from being a dead body totally figured that they shot him and then blew up the city um but it does now present the far funnier possibility that him and rampart have run into each other in imperial jail That is actually very funny. Lama Su being like, wait, this motherfucker. This motherfucker. (laughs) 
just the, starting a prison prison riot to beat the shit out of Rampart. Yeah. And Rampart being like, wait, didn't I order that guy killed? Because I I think that Rampart ordered him killed and was overruled. Would, would be my headcanon. Yeah, that's probably I, that's something that Tarkin would do, I think. I think I think Rampart was a little high on his own supply at the end of last season and was making a making a power play, even though he was ordered to destroy Camino. He was he thought he was cooler than he was. Um, so, yeah, then we cut to the Marauder flying through hyperspace and talking to Sid. Yeah. And now Sid's ass to her. And now, yeah, so now we're starting to see that, like, they are, they're done with Sid. They're done with Sid, and she's threatening them. It's all coming together, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Next episode. Definitely a Sid episode. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna, it's gonna happen. Be. Is next episode Pabu? Next episode is Pabu, which, um... Yes. Um, I am in the discord for dark side divas and this was brought up hold on let me actually search it but just just, just to go ahead and do our predictions for um next two episodes oh we haven't even gone through these two i don't know oh okay pabu is like uh some word for like ant or something so uh in some other language which i cannot think of right now infested so. too it's going to be exactly like last season, a completely nothing episode towards the end. <laughs> I don't I don't think that's true. I, an, I think I would it will be I, in the I, same I position. Infested was in episode 13 and Pabu is in episode 13. <laughs> but I do think like I think it could be a parallel where like Sid's like, hey, boys, let's do this mission. And they just break. They 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 have to go their separate ways like they're I do think that the. This is showing this episode really shows that their time as the Sid crew is over whether they want it to be or not. Yeah. Yeah. And Star Wars fans have been complaining about this so much. And I'm like, why are you complaining? It's literally like four episodes per season and now they're getting out. So fuck you. Well, and but like, I think, I think there has been some intentionality to the mundaneness of some of the episodes feeling like it's they're They're getting complacent and I think they're going to suffer for it. I think Uh-oh. they made mistakes. I think they got a little bit too comfortable and they're going to get uh, and they they trusted too many people. I, I, I'm I am a portent of doom. I would love to see our boys get got. No, I wouldn't love to see it, but I'd love to see them. Well, but like it. they I want I don't I would not mind if they put them through what they put crosshair through in, in yes. outpost. It, yes. Okay, oh, okay. my God. OK, we need to get back to uh, metamorphosis. Stay focused. So they managed to negotiate sit up to 50% of her uh, of the take, which gets her mad. Yeah, no, it's 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 good. I, I really liked that scene. I, I like did you I've see record stuff in the background? He was like, oh, yeah, that's good. We should take that. No, we need to go higher. OK, we should take this next one. No, we need to continue to go higher. Wrecker's Wrecker has no do not give that man your money. He does yeah. not know what to do with it. Oh, my God. Wrecker is going <laughs> to. Wrecker thinks he's investing in Mantel to, mix, but he's just yeah. buying it or explosives. He thinks that's investing. Yeah. I he He's like most likely to fall for an MLM. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. But, God, I'm a slave to this cat. <laughs> 
poor Ahsoka. Ahsoka's just, poor Calvin, honestly. He I'm taking over narrator so duties. I've overthrown Calvin. Oh, yeah. Next up, they land. I'm not going to let her back in. I'm not. She's gone. I don't know if I believe you. Well, you know what? I'm going to. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> You've um, been overthrown. Yeah, so they okay, land on this. New narrator. They land. They land on this planet. Uh, I really like the design of this planet. It reminds me of the one in Visions a little bit uh, the in the Akakiri short. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. That's one that I ha- that's one um, that I haven't thought about that much. I actually haven't watched it all the way through. I just remember the planet. Ah, but I, I know what you're um, talking about. Um, yeah, it's like I wonder if that village will be significant later in the episode because they pointed it out. Yeah, the village, the the it's just again gorgeous. And then they start searching the ship. Yeah. I I do like this. Like it's the slowest bit of the episode, but the sort of dread on the ship is really cool. Again, bad vibes. Well, yeah, the bad vibes were going off here, but I I think so. Usually, I feel like people foreshadow shit too much, and I get kind of annoyed by it. Like there there are certain times where foreshadowing is so obvious that I'm like, this didn't need to exist. This didn't add. It took away. You know, I want to discover in the moment. But this was an instance yeah. where the foreshadowing was so helpful because it was like. We know what's going on, but they don't know what's going on, you know, or at least we have an idea of what's going on. Uh, yeah. And so it's like we know that something bad is going to happen. Um, and so that made specifically this moment, of like, the eating so, the crew variety. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that made this so much scarier to watch because it's like, oh, my God. And and then when they split up, you're like, no, no, don't do that. They, this this yeah. this episode plays like a horror movie in the best way. Agreed. And Star Wars trying to do suspenseful doesn't always work, especially no, in doesn't. animation, I've found. I mean, yeah, what have been um, the last ones? Blue Shadow Virus, Brain Worms. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Rebels will eventually try some to moderate success. We haven't gotten there yet, but that, that's sort of what I would think of. But even then, there wasn't a, a sense of danger. And even though I didn't think any of the clones, any of our guys were going to die, it was still enough to keep me engaged in the story and the danger. Yeah. The, speaking of danger, the the droid like popping out of the wall and muttering danger that before was dying. So yeah. freaking very fun. It was it was a really good use also of a non-human, like making the droid scared was great. Yeah, it was good. It was it really was good like horror movie good horror movie um technique, strategy. I don't know. Yeah. No, and again, the, the, this clearly was taking a lot of influence from Alien and other horror yeah. movies, but Alien specifically because it's about a creature in space on a fucked up ship. And and if you're going to steal, steal from the best. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's funny though. So, so when we do get a glimpse of the creature, I had a moment of fear because I was like, "Wait, is it not a Zillow beast?" But yeah, it was tiny because it just needed to eat lots of energy to grow. Well, and and we'd never been we met an adult Zillow. Well, who no, had been here's, like hibernating. Here's the theory that I have seen, and I kind of subscribe. I don't think it was hibernating. I think that it was like larva or whatever, because the bombs that the Republic sh- or that the malice or that the um. 
uh, the dugs oh, shit. shot down. You're totally right. So like, and so that was enough energy to oh, just my God. metamorphose them to be huge or him to be huge. Yeah. Right. At no, first. you're totally. Well, and so I don't I do not think that was the original intent. I think the intent was we woke the beast, but you're totally right. And that's exactly it. They've decided that now. Yeah, that's really. Oh, good. man. Does that mean that the original Zillow was a baby? That's even sadder. Yeah. They just started fucking shooting it as soon as it woke up. Yeah. What a sad life. Mm, yeah. But yeah, so they don't it's, manage it's new to Zillow blow it up. lore. Yeah. It's new Z- Zillow lore that we got uh, that it it honestly took me an embarrassingly long time to understand that it was feeding on the energy. I did have to have tech explain it to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I am the child audience of the show. Yeah. But. Yeah, and then we get yeah. it, it fucks oh, them up. Before we say the Zilla Beast, um, they run into Kamino and cloning technology. So this is clearly yes. a clone of it, but um it's not technology that Omega has ever seen. So hmm. Yeah, and it, it's a good tie to that one freaky Kamino and cloning center from last season from the Bounty Hunters episode. Oh yeah. Where that weird like alien fell on Fennec. Like the Kaminoans were into some like body horror shit when they weren't creating Django's. Yeah, they really. Yeah, they probably that was probably like their public facing factory, like the one yeah, where they took all their facing, meetings and they were like, and they you see all the they nice mentioned human creating clone armies do? before. So like that was their that was absolutely their biz the business side of Camino, and then the, we're we're getting into the mad science side. Yeah. Wow. Which is all, all right. You so know, then say. we get to it ate the crew. <laughs> it was it ate such crew? a cute like character moment. Well, and she like runs backward into Wrecker. Like yeah. it was a really good use of. And he just like howls at Tech. It was oh, a good dude. acting choice. I would say, even though, again, uh, they're not real, but like it would have been a really cute moment from the actress who plays Omega. It felt so natural. Yeah. Uh, which was really fun. And then, yeah, Big Brother Records like, no, don't tell her it ate the crew. We were trying to have her not see the dead bodies. Well, if it ate them, there are no dead bodies. That's true. Well, and, and so this I, I need to check, but I believe that after. Yeah, after we get the Zillow. It escapes and it it ate the crew. It takes uh, it takes a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. never mind. Then then it heads uh, to the power facility and the empire shows up. Well, that's the thing. So it 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 fully zillows, and I really i I was watching this. I think Kaya was asleep. I was as hyped as I've been in years. I calcul I filmed part of my reaction to it on Snapchat. I'll I'll provide it for promos for this episode, <laughs> but. Uh, I calculated it. It has been nearly 13 years since the Zillow Beast Strikes Back aired on Cartoon Network. And this has been a a stupid, meaningless, dangling plot thread that they didn't need to do. They could have just wrapped it up. Instead, they left it dangling and then didn't touch it in Legends or Canon for over a decade. And now we're here. It's happened. This is my Cut Laquane moment. The weird cloning yeah. shit has begun. I don't even care about the Zillow Beast. It's just like, like I, I, I wasn't 
waiting for the story to be told. I just think it's insane that they they did it. No, I was waiting for the story to be told. Yeah, you were. Well, and because we we were watching Clone Wars and and then things like they actually yeah. followed it's, up it's on stuff. It's only been what time... two years since you watched Zillow Beast. Yeah, it hasn't been that long. Well, that, yeah. that's what I, that I got. I it, it went insane when they said that earlier in the season. <laughs> um, but it was cool. It was cool to see it in its full glory. And then. In a way that Bad Batch doesn't usually do, I feel like we kicked into overdrive. Like, it does not let yeah. up for the rest of the episode. The yeah. Venators drop out of hyperspace, and, like, we are sprinting to the finish line. It felt a little bit like the episode where Hunter got captured last season, except even faster. And the stakes were interesting, which was, like, obviously the crew, or our guys, the Bad Batch, are in danger because the Empire showed up, and they're doing, like some light crimes and getting shot at. But I love that the Empire, aside from like, they only shot at the shuttle, at the Marauder, because there was a directive to leave no witnesses. They haven't clocked that it's the Bad Batch. They just were there to, to retrieve the Zillows. They, the, none of the, like the Empire just drives past them mostly. And I, I like, they're retrieving the Zillow in the background but either way, they're not the main focus. Yeah. Which I thought was like the episode is happening around them in yeah. a fun way. Yeah, I really like that. Even though it's like our boys are our main characters. This is a this is so much bigger than them. Yeah. Well, they had personal stakes last season when they went back to Camino. They just happened to be there when it was getting blown to shit. But it wasn't really about them. That it was getting blown to shit. And this is even so far beyond their pay grade and not about them. Like there's a bit where Hunter's like they point out that it's getting the Zillow is getting recaptured and Hunter's just like, we can't even worry about that. We got to yeah. go. I know. I think that was that was like the really interesting. We we are so used to seeing them fight till the end. And so it was really cool to see them in this moment where they're like, holy shit like we gotta we gotta go we we have to we gotta get the fuck out and even when they're fighting the zillow beast like it really feels like they're like uh, yeah i don't know i think you want so this is where i think it it benefits from this being the zillow beast rather than a random monster uh because if you haven't seen the Clone Wars, they they tell you it's to you can't fuck with the armor. It will blasters won't work on it. So that's explained. But if you've seen Clone Wars, you know, as soon as it it fully zillows that like, oh, no, they're fucked. They don't know the trick. If they try to like capture it, they're going to get killed. So the Empire, I think, actually the helps Empire them. Comes the Empire in saves and just them from, the zillow. from death to sleep. Yeah, yeah, I did love that they've mounted one of those cannons on the ship like they specifically they, they're not fucking they, around with they the had this contingency yeah and they had the contingency to go and round up all the villagers i did think our man scorch from delta squad the commando i thought they were going to shoot him yeah. i thought they were going to shoot him all on screen yeah i thought so too but they did verbally confirm that they were uh rounded up instead which I, yep. I mean, like, I feel bad for them. I, I honestly kind of <laughs> like, I, I don't know if it would have been like a, 
stronger message or more brutal than just like their life of servitude that they have now just for witnessing the Zillow beast because now the empire yeah, is I mean, I, the secret. I assume they I assume they've just been conscripted into working at Mount Tantus. Yeah. They know the secrets. They got to be taken to the place where the secrets are. Now they're the labor. I, I, I think given how prominent the like they were rounded up line was like, I, I think we might just see him in the background again. Yeah. This part, yeah, it was it was this, worth the wait. This part where um, tech is like explaining what happened. I mean, I think it's just first of all, it's really awesome to see the Zillow Beast. Yeah. For what you were saying, we know that they're fucked. But they also know that they're fucked earlier because they're like, this is the thing that attacked Coruscant. They're like, oh, my God. Yeah, tech, but then tech's voice changes. He's like, oh, no. Yeah. But then when they're all they're together and they're talking about like, oh, the emperor ordered this before he was the emperor. And this realization of like, oh, my God, like they are. They've been fucked. Yeah. Like they're fucked. Yeah. Like well, they're going like, to control they... cloning uh the, the oh yeah facilities. that li that line where um they were like so the empire didn't destroy camino to destroy cloning they just wanted to control it is yeah that's so good <sighs> fuck yeah, yeah. It's oh, this harrowing. is the good shit it's harrowing like it it well, gives and, me and goosebumps even with order 66 and their knowledge of like the the sum of the mechanics of it um this really, I feel like, na nails it home to all of them that like, oh no, they were, they never had a chance. This this is bigger than all of them. It's bigger than the war. It's It's been going on for longer than they were conscious people. Like, they, they all are just pawns. Yeah. Although it's awesome. It's cool. And now like, they're just dudes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they were like, we're, they were like, please send this to, uh. Echo and Rex. To, to Echo and Rex, I guess. Yeah. Um, Rex was on Coruscant in the Zillow fight, so I do, we're not, I don't think, going to see it, but I would love to just get a, like, a shot of Rex, like, like, reacting to yeah. the text from Hunter. <laughs> BTW, Zillow Beast back. Sending files, yeah. Oh, the, my God. It's, it's on Snap, like. I really, um... I really want a Rex and Echo episode. Me I too. really, really want Tipping Points to be a Rex and Echo episode. That'd be so sexy. I, I ain't buying it. I, 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 I know there's precedent. I just think with the way it's going, there's their story will need to be kept sort of a mystery until the finale. If Echo makes it out of this season, I would like to see a Rex and Echo episode as, as one of my wants for next season. Gotcha. No, I want more Rex. I just want. I'm more actually. Rex. I want yeah. more Cody. I want more well, yes, Cody I, too. I, I, I think. I mean that as much as I, I was honestly expecting maybe some either mention or showing up of Cody in the outpost before it became clear what kind of story it was going to be. Um, but I have to imagine that we're going to see him again. There's no point in bringing him back if we're not going to see him again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they would not. Come on, man. We've seen the Zillow beast again. Give me, give me Cody. 
I mean, like, once again, I bring up the idea that instead of uh, Cody actually going AWOL, they spirited Cody away to Mount Tantus. That's the true. same I way mean, they be. spirited Crosshair. Yes. Like, oh, that's good, actually. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I sort of wasn't buying it early in the season, but honestly, a lot of your predictions will set aside the clone cadets. We were wrong. We but were a lot wrong. of your predictions this season, Calvin, have been pretty spot on. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I uh, I can talk about this. I'll talk about this a little bit more in depth when, when we get to the end of the next episode. Um, gotcha. Because it's about. But yeah, yeah and then the uh, we're still not done with surprises in the Zillow episode because we cut back to the man himself, Lama Sue. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah in yeah, the yeah. flesh. And that was that this, I think, was like this actually like the scariest part of the episode, to be honest, because he was like, hmm, you want to get to Nala say? Find the Find girl. The girl. T- chills. So scary. Yes. Now we know. Now we know. Like this ties it. This is this is why. This is why. Yeah. All roads lead to Tantus. Yeah. All roads lead. Yeah. It's it's all. And finally, the Empire is back looking for Omega. Like, sorry to our girl. I hope she lives a long and peaceful life. But I I've been waiting for her and her importance in the narrative to return in terms of the overall plot. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I think she's important. I, I I like they didn't mention it and they are phasing out the fat clones, but like she still would be valuable to the empire. Yeah. I mean, leave as her the, alone. Yeah. Leave Brittany alone. Leave Omega alone. Hashtag free crosshair. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so moving on to the outpost. Oh, yeah, it was just I it was so good that metamorphosis yeah. was just a and then arguably the outpost is better. The Yeah, I thought the outpost was better. I was way like I love the Zillow Beast and this made me really excited for like what's to come. But this was. Yeah. The experience oh, this of, is probably of my just favorite episode one, of the season so far. Yeah, the, the experience of metamorphosis just one after another it was the first time in a while. Been like, whoa, slow down, which I love having to do with it with like a, an episode of a show. Yeah. But yeah, no, this was a I mean, the outpost was. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. And like. Yeah, you know, Crosshair's just been on Coruscant this whole time. Didn't like I, I kind of wish we had gotten like some kind of reaction to um, what happened in Clone and Truth and Consequences. Um, I mean, Agreed. we kind of do. I think he should have played here, but I think he should have been in those episodes. Yeah, just at least like, like a, a character sort of too. Yeah, a Z plot of just him uh, going about his day, hearing about some of this stuff. Yeah. Um. So we but, open on a sepia-toned Coruscant. Oh, go on, Wyatt. No, that's fine. Okay, so we open on a sepia-toned Coruscant. Uh, we've got crosshairs just like, you know, waiting to go, and some clones are getting retired. And then uh, his new lieutenant comes, and he looks like a Victorian child, and 
you know, is once again <laughs> racist so against. No, he looks like he's like, I shall trade clones for a bowl of porridge. He's like, the is going to get to me. <laughs> his like, his bits next to the bits of skin next to his nose is sort of going to the above mouth bit were yeah. bothering me the whole time. No, he looks like he's a just, sickly Victorian child. Yeah, I wonder who he's voiced by. It's an excellent. We, you know, we really don't go into the cast on this show. Well, so what I'll think, I'll be like, oh, I wonder who this is voiced by. And then uh, I don't watch the credits like an idiot. Yeah. Well, clearly, I, really I mean, wish like, top build actor is D. Bradley Baker. Uh, this is a man named Chris. I really Freeman. wish that Wikipedia. I wish that oh, Wikipedia was not on fandom. They need to migrate their servers. It's borderline unusable. Um, the that's an actor. He has three hundred ninety-three uh, credits. Uh, he does a lot of. He's in Overwatch. He's in. Who is he in Overwatch? Uh, Overwatch Two, the voice of Winston. Oh, okay. Yeah. The gorilla? Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I see Demon Slayer. I see Young Justice. I see Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, so he's just he's an yeah, anime, an video anime. games, and animation guy. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, That's I mean I, he he did a great Victorian child villain voice. He did. Yeah. He really did. But yeah, I also I liked. We haven't seen it yet, but there's this armor that he's wearing is very sort of proto imperial, and I thought it was very fun. Like the like it'll get a level up. Like the TK troopers are going to turn into stormtrooper armor. Can we can we just do like a full synopsis so then I can talk about it without having to like Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Um so they arrive at the outpost where uh Commander Mayday and a couple of clones are the only ones left. Um they exchange quips, they get attacked, and Crosshair and Mayday are sent to recover the stuff. They get trapped in an avalanche. Mayday is nearly dead, but Crosshair makes sure he gets back alive. And then at the end, Mayday dies and Crosshair shoots the Victorian child. And then at the very end, Crosshair wakes up on Mount Tantus. Bum, bum, bum. So, so the thing is, is it's like Crosshair, we know that he's wavering. In his loyalty uh, to the the empire, but he still he he was so hurt by his brothers leaving him, and that he really like had. I feel like that is like that's like why he doubled down. Besides them like, oh yeah, juicing up Absolutely. his inhibitor chip. It's like you left me, and I. It's it, it was a classic fucking Catra move, you know, of like you left me and I'm hurt <laughs> and. I, you know, Somebody do the cat exactly like Catra, <laughs> It's exactly like Catra, though, because Catra was like, OMG, you're leaving me. You don't love me. And it was like, no, bestie, I love you. But like the people we've been I with hate are fascism. horrible, <laughs> you know? And yeah, but it's, but it's also well, like, and so I think Crosshair has always not given a fuck about the, you know what I mean? I don't think Crosshair was ever like, I think we're doing good in the galaxy. He's like, I do my fucking job. Um, yeah, well, and that's and he thinks I think he he if we were to make Crosshair declare his political affiliation, I believe he would want a stronger hand rather than a lighter hand of government. 
Yeah. But like, it's more about like that it provides this. He'll say like, we're providing order. We're, we're stability. It's about the belonging and the order and the structure that it gives him and the, the space he was able to build with his brothers. But like, he's been like a lost puppy all season looking for new brothers. Yeah. And now he's here. He like finally meets someone that he connects with. You know, he meets someone who. Someone new, too, because he knew yeah. Cody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and Mayday, Mayday's hot. Mayday's awesome. Um, <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, I think Crosshair just had like a little crush. Um, <laughs> but I did text Calvin the phrase clone back mountain. Uh, during this episode and I stand I'm going to double down absolutely this this is I I also for like 10 minutes I was like Mayday's not real Crosshair is hallucinating him Uh, but then I was like no Lieutenant Nolan saw him he's not a metaphor he's a guy but he was he was awesome with the lieutenant with his his he's so cool he like sticks it to the lieutenant he pulled rank which was great yeah but it's also like his brothers are dying, you know, the, the people that he care about are dying. And that is that's the thing, right, with with Crosshair is like Crosshair loves his brothers. And he's like, why the fuck did you leave? Why did you leave me? But now he's seeing what could have happened to them had they stayed, you know, they're expendable. They, they could have just been put on some mission to be fucking killed by something for what? For armor? And yeah, the twist. I was like, there's going to be a twist. There's absolutely going to be a twist. But what's in those crates? I didn't predict it, though. And I was it was delicious. I didn't predict it. I thought it was going to be some like crazy thing, but it was so much worse having it just be like mundane. Like, was it Stormtrooper armor? It was was the TK TK Trooper armor. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's more mass produced. The nice, but still. Like it is. It would have saved these poor, like, clones who are wearing rags and strapped together gear. Ugh, delicious. Yeah. Well, and I, I like, I. So I, I mentioned this to Calvin. I, I, I have a complicated sort of thought on redemption arcs for characters who suck and are awful. Where, like, I don't think everybody needs it. And I think the impulse to make sure those types of characters get redeemed often shortchanges other characters in the narrative. Um, But Crosshair has been pretty fully fleshed out. He's one of our main characters. And he made his explicit choice to stay with the Empire and to choose, like, not just staying with the Empire, but, like, very sort of patriotically staying with the Empire at the end of season one even though we've talked about how he probably didn't really mean it. And I like that it's not just he realized the error of his ways and left at the end of the season after being a a, a fascist enforcer all season. His life has been miserable the whole time. And I think that was necessary to get us to the inevitable, to get him, get him to the breaking point where he shot the lieutenant. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And well, but my thing, too, is that it's like Crosshair was never like, I love the Empire. You know, I think he's just doing what he knows. He doesn't know any yeah. other way to be. Um, And I think that. But makes he him like double redeemable. quadrupled 
down on all the murder he was doing. Yes. So yes, I, so I don't true. think it makes him like it makes him a little harder to root for unless you see that his life sucks and he's like making it bad. Like, I think this was absolutely the right right way to go about the crosshair story. Yeah. I'm so pleased with it. I know. Yeah, I'm over the moon about this episode. Um, the other thing that was great was so crosshair they like made that joke and crosshair was like well i'm not carrying your he was like don't carry you know why would you carry around dead weight and i was like and then mayday was like oh remind me not to die I knew, or whatever yep. and that i was, was like oh honestly shit. that was the kind of <laughs> oh, shit. that's the foreshadowing you were talking about again it's good like here but if you've seen anything you had to know it's like oh he just signed his own death warrant yeah exactly <laughs> so that was the thing is it's like i it still made the moment like, I'm so glad that foreshadowing was there. It still made it satisfying to see, but it was also like, okay, come on. Um, I obviously, it, well, there's and, and no, then like... They do, they string you along a little bit to make you think that he yeah, might survive. He might pull through. Uh, which, yeah. Which is what makes it so much heart, more heartbreaking, right? Is that, but I think that's the thing, is that it's like, I think if Mayday had been dead, Crosshair would have left him, but he wasn't. He was still breathing. And so Crosshair was like, okay, we're, I'm going to do everything I can to like try and save my brother. And yeah. the lieutenant a was rag. like, nah. yeah, a rag. And the lieutenant was like, no. Nah. It was, I don't know. It was, it was, it was so, I don't know. It was moving to me to see Crosshair make this emotional bond with somebody who wasn't Hunter Tech or Wrecker. Even Echo, I would, again, like I've talked, I don't think. I don't think Crosshair would have considered him one of his guys fully. Yeah. But the, the and so now to see Crosshair so lost that he is imprinting on the nearest clone he sees who will have a conversation with him, even when he doesn't. Crosshair is like begins the episode with with I don't want to have a conversation. I don't want to talk to you. And Mayday is just like, nope, we're going to be friends. And it and then was he died. Ugh. Bad Batch has really killed it with the one episode clones. Last oh, season I they agree. had Captain Hauser. You know, I wonder what really happened good. to Hauser. Maybe Hauser's at fucking Mount Tantus. I, I think you're right. I, I, I actually, I, I'm with with that clone assassin being introduced. I'm with you. There, there. If if Captain Wilco from the premiere hadn't been shot by Rampart, I think he would have faced a similar fate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was so fucked up that, you know, Mayday gave everything, you know, for for this pointless mission. Only and even and then, more pointless than the Clone Wars for yeah, nothing, for absolutely nothing. And he could have been saved. He was not beyond saving. Um, you easily could have gotten a med droid. And Lieutenant yeah, just didn't. who dies of exposure in Star yeah. Wars? Like, I, I was thinking that, like, I don't think we've ever seen this. Yeah, it was just so fucked up. And so, and I, that, they, the, the timing for him shooting the lieutenant was perfect because it left me just long enough in that, is he going to do it? No, I don't think he's going to do it. Wait, hold on. Wait, what's going on? Oh, he's going to do it. Ah! And then he fucking shot him. And it was awesome. And I love that it. It wasn't triumphant, though. It was just cathartic. Like, he doesn't... Yes. He didn't have an epiphany. He didn't realize he needed to go rejoin his brothers. He just collapsed and got captured. But, like, he, he shot the lieutenant, and then that was it. That was all he had left to give. 
I know that was the thing is when all those guys were rushing over, I was like, oh, no, like, what's he going to do? Because Crosshair could take them all out. You know what I mean? He could when have. When he, you know what I mean? Like, like Crosshair totally could have done it. I know that he was like physically exhausted, but I, I don't think it's that. I think he's emotionally. No, he, he gave up. He, he was gave done. up. Because he, he easily, he could have taken out all those guys. Crosshair has that ability. Well, he was definitely ready to die. Yeah. Yeah, I think this was I think this was a symbolic victory and justice for his yeah. uh well friend. Friend. And uh <laughs> and then he was done. He but then quit him. He wakes up in and, the clone. Well, that's why before he was so we horrified to, to wake up. Before we get to Mount Tantus, um, there's some really, really cool like vulture um imagery going yeah, on. Yeah, we gotta talk whole, about the bird. Um. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can talk yeah. about the bird. We can talk about like the bird. Like at the beginning, the ice vulture is circling, and you know, you know, they're the ones who like pick apart everything and stuff. But like, we get to the end, and right after he shoots, um, uh, the guy. I don't even remember his name. Lieutenant. Lieutenant Nolan. Lieutenant Nolan. You've got this really cool shot of like these two ridges of mountains like going behind him like wings. Uh, So it's like he has become the vulture and he is the one who is, you know, like picking at the last remnants of his life. The vulture vulture is the empire as well. Picking at the clones. I have to run and get a charger. So I'll be back in two seconds. I really loved this environment also. Not yeah. to be like, but the the this planet and this environmental like storytelling was so strong. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm like yeah. like re. I'm well, like skipping through. It's important to put because also snowy snowy environments are the worst form of environment to you know be a, to, to die of exposure to. Yeah. Um. Well, so yeah, it's important to put crosshair crosshair through a lot of suffering. Yeah, you know the infamous bit from Sherlock where he tells he's an alcoholic because he can't plug the charger in. Oh yeah, <laughs> I just failed so hard at plugging the charger Wyatt's in. Why it's drunk? I need to go to AA. Why it's drunk? I think about that all the time. I think about that all the time. Yeah, like I, I don't every get time my, I fuck like, it up. Key in. I think yeah. alcoholic automatically every time I fuck up the charger. Uh, yeah, I'm looking um, for the tweets because I I've seen some good tweets about this episode. Um, so yeah, Crosshair gets transported to Mount Tantus. Um, so yeah, I mean, he was fully ready to die and like these troopers are descending on him. Like, how did he not die? Who figured out that Crosshair was out of commission, had committed treason and gave the order for him to be transported to Mount Tantus? Well, so I would think possibly there was some confusion on the troopers part for like, they didn't just shoot him because he wasn't a danger but their ranking officer was dead. So they had to find a new guy. And I think that kept him alive long enough for, for whoever they found to run it up the chain to be like, Oh, it was, it was crosshair that did that. Send yeah. him to send him to this. The special yeah, you science know, the, division. The guy who knows Omega. Yeah. yeah if depending on how long this was after that. Um, yeah. I mean like, yeah. But still, also, I mean, like, the Bad Batch is still officially presumed dead after the destruction of Kamino. Except for Crosshair, obviously. Yeah, Rampart, Rampart knew they weren't, but it, he kept it secret. But he's in prison now. So I guess... That's true. I guess, you know, here's my prediction for um, either Pablo or Tipping Point. I think that um, in 
trying to track down um, Omega and the Bad Batch, they come across someone, whoever is hunting down Omega will come across Rampart, whether it's Hemlock himself or some bounty hunter or something. They will interview Rampart and he will. Some Imperial is going to try. Rampart's going to trade information on the Bad Batch for freedom. Absolutely. Uh, Now that Omega's capture is actually important. Yeah, I think they're going to use. Obviously, they're going to use Crosshair. I think they're they're, to to get to Omega. Yeah. Yeah. Once they realize who he is, they absolutely and that they're alive. Uh, And this is where I think Sid selling them out is the final piece. Oh, that's also true. That's also where like, but like. Sid sells them out. That's more like as than revealing them as alive to the to the Empire. Rampart may even do this as well, but like they, they somehow it gets it gets them all connected to Sid, and and so they can actually find them rather than just four or five four dads and their daughter are alive somewhere in the galaxy. Um, I did find the tweets, and they're mostly just sad Commander Mayday tweets that I liked. Uh, but they're something that I was going to talk about anyway is something that has been a constant since Clone Wars, the Clone Wars finale is the role of helmets in the humanization of the clones. Um, They've been used to indicate early on. They were used to indicate uh, sort of compliance with the chip Uh, crosshair very in the premiere refused to take his helmet off for a while um, when he was fully in the, the grasp of the inhibitor chip. Several times the helmets being removed have been used to sort of like signify when it was a switch to them being like more treated as people by the narrative and by the people around them. Hauser last season spent a lot of time with his helmet off. Um, The boys obviously take their helmets off. Crosshair doesn't. And he's ordered to put his helmet back on early in this. Mm -hmm. Mayday preserves the helmets of his brothers. It's the only thing he has left of them. And then finally, Crosshair loses his helmet. He loses it in the avalanche. He carries Mayday back with the helmet off. He doesn't have it. I would not be shocked if he never wears it again. Any helmet. Um, Even when he joins his brothers again. Just because that's, that's how strong the Crosshair helmet symbolism has been. And I've always, I noticed it in the Clone War finale when Rex goes full inhibitor chip. He puts his helmet on and we don't see him with it off until he's back as himself. Uh, he he's like he has it off when he's unconscious, but like it, it's. It's been used really well, and I think this was the apex of it. Yeah. Yeah. Slay. yeah. The helmet stuff was great. The bird stuff was great. It was just and in a show that doesn't always have a lot of deeper meaning going on sometimes it's just the plot it this was such this a is strong why this episode was a baller episode yeah it was so it was so thematically strong it was such a episode on its own and as an as a almost a final like period exclamation mark on the sad story of the clones and and so I, I will say I've been expecting a nefarious plan to kill all the clones since the destruction of Camino, And this, I think, is way worse. <laughs> They're just going to neglect them. We saw that at the beginning. I've talked a couple times how I, I expected the clone veteran in Kenobi to be sort of an outlier because of the expected nefarious plan. 
But I think that's all of them. After what we saw in this episode, the ones that didn't die in combat or by neglect of the Empire. Man. Star Wars. What an upbeat, oh happy kids God. show. Yeah. Yeah, there's just uh, my my I feel like my head is spinning like I can't even begin to guess what's in store for the clones, which freaks me out because those are my babies. Yeah, those me too. Boys. <laughs> I was wrong. Once we once we lost the forced labor of the clone cadets, like now it's it's scary and unknown. Yeah. yeah yes, it's scary. Uh Oh, and then, so what I was, I've been waiting since we were talking about the maybe not a clone Emery. Uh, scientist, Emery, she calls him by his number and then asks him if he wants to be called oh, by, his, by name. his name. And that, given how much we've been talking about the Empire dehumanizing the clones this whole season, the whole show really, is so significant to me and why she fascinates me. Even if she ends up not being a clone, even if she ends up being a pure bad guy, the fact that she asked him his name makes me desperate to know more about her. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, like, you know, you mentioned that and that immediately made me think of how way back in the episode Clone Cadets, which was one of the first Clone Wars episodes you ever saw, Andy, um, it was 99 who like was the one who kind of gave a lot of the clones their names. Yeah. And so yeah. now it's, I don't know, you know, losing With the names <laughs> in the bad batch, which is who was named after 99. I do love also just thinking about that, that 99 gave a lot of clones their names, but also echo and fives were named because echo wouldn't shut up. And fives yeah. has a lot of fives in his name, yeah. which is just so funny. They they were really bored and not that inventive on Camino for a while. <laughs> well, that's kind of the point, at least from the clone's perspective, I guess. But um, so, I wonder yeah. what Mayday did to get called Mayday. <laughs> yeah, what were the other ones like? He's uh, uh, Veach and no, it was a Veach and Hex? something else. Hex, yeah, Hex with two X's. Okay. I love clone names. So Veach, oh, clones. Veach is named out is absolutely named after Tom Veach, who was a he worked on uh, what did he work on? Yeah, he worked on uh Dark Empire. Oh, is that the one of the comics from Legends? Yeah. From from the nineties. Is uh, that the is that the one it I will is say that the this, really bad it, one it, where it involves like the the, the shooting of Moncala? Yes, and it is also the one that you can find a lot of inspiration for in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I, I, I know exactly which one you're talking about. I was trying to be vague about yeah. it, but yeah. I remember vividly being in the theater for Rise of Skywalker and being like, I never expected to see Dark Empire, of all things, on the big screen. Yeah. But, so, Veach is absolutely, they, they do this sometimes, but uh, that, that I was like, I know that name is a person. That's like a guy, a real guy who they've made a clone. Yeah. All right. So, um, uh, predictions for Pabu and tipping points. I guess I've already made mine, which is fuck if I know, man. Yeah, I'm just I mean, I'm on the ride now. Tipping point. I really want it to be a Rex and Echo episode. I really I, thought so tipping if, point was going to be the crosshair episode, but now he is trapped. Yeah. So we've got we've got 
Pabu, Tipping Points, and then the two-part finale, right? Yeah, the Summit and Plan 99. So I assume Tipping Points is going to be the the sort of everyone comes together episode. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't, like, it's going to be the sort of like the cliffhanger, basically. I would yeah. expect that that will have the cliffhanger and the finale will be sort of one big long episode. Yeah. Versus last season where we had the cliffhanger mid-finale. Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, I, I would expect next episode to be a return to the batch and the final break with Sid in some form. Although I actually think her ratting them out will come in tipping points. Hmm. And I think she rats them out. The Empire comes to hunt Omega. Rex and Echo meet up with them because they've realized the Zillow leaks links to Mount Tantus. They all start heading there. I think also uh, I think Omega gets kidnapped. Omega gets kidnapped and gets rescued by Crosshair. Who is breaking out. That's good. That's good. I'm I'm down with that. Yeah, no, but I'm just. Uh, we talked about it. A little while back about how we were really hopeful that a lot of this stuff that the, we would build off the character stuff to some really cool plot things in the back half of the show. And I feel like aside from the young boys in the mine episode, which I thought was fine, I've really liked every episode since clone conspiracy. And I thought they've been firing on all cylinders. I've really liked every episode since tribe. Tribe was a great episode. Oh yeah. Tribe. That's true. But I feel like tribe was still a, a, a like adventure of the week and clone conspiracy really kicked us off into something new. True enough. Yeah. Yeah. But like, honestly, except for like entombed, this season has kind of popped off. And the and yeah, the, and the kids and the mind kids. Um, well, and it was fine. It was a, it was clearly the back half of a two parter. Yeah. But and the and I liked the character stuff. But yeah, no, it's it's I'm so excited to see what they have in store. I also uh, mentioned this in a text to Calvin. Uh, we haven't had any news of the Bad Batch being renewed for season three, which is very different from. Actually, no, Calvin no. pointed it out. I had been wrong. I thought they renewed it after the premiere, but Calvin pointed out they renewed it like right before the finale. Yeah, they they, they renewed people, it in between the two Camino episodes, which kind of pulled me out of the. Yeah, uh, it was uh, there was some like, complaint. That this, it took the, the drama out of the finale. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're going to we're going to get it was so a great hell episode. of a finale. I think we're going to get a hell of a finale. And then a renewal for third and final season. Yeah. Hey, the Bad Batch will return. Basically. All right. On that note, First Steps, a Star Wars podcast will return. <laughs> May the force be with you. Oh, man. Swag. Thank you guys for listening to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast. You can find us on Facebook at First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, on Twitter at First Steps SW, and on Instagram at First Steps Star Wars. You can stream us on any of the major podcast handles, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot. <laughs>